Welcome back everyone. I just wanted to jump in and point out something that I thought was very interesting. What we have here is the super investors. I've done videos on super investors. These are the people that manage billions of dollars. They can take concentrated positions and their goal is usually to outperform the rest of the market. And super investors in many cases have long histories of outperformance. So they're pretty good investors. They have a lot of money. They manage a lot of money. Um, most of them have histories of outperformance. And it's interesting to see what they do with their portfolios. Now, the reason I point this out is we have a page here where we can see the most purchased stocks by super investors over the past quarter. This is Q4 of 2022. And what we have here are literally thousands of companies, just pages of thousands of companies. But as we scroll through this and look at all the companies, we get to the most commonly purchased one and we go to the very top purchased of 2022. Last quarter, the number one purchase stock by super investors was Amazon. Amazon had 15 different super investors purchase the stock last quarter, and they purchased it in pretty huge quantities. This is a big portion of the portfolio change. Now below that, they have Meta and Microsoft and Google, so other big tech companies that are out of favor, but Amazon reigns supreme. It's number one with 15 different super investors buying it. So in this video, we're gonna go into the question of why. Why are so many super investors buying Amazon? What are they seeing in this stock? And we're also gonna look at how many of them sold Amazon last quarter as well, and we'll do a comparison. So I think this will be fun to look at. Let's go ahead and dive right in. The first thing that we can look at here is the activity page, and this is on Dataroma. You can see what super investors are doing because they manage enough money that they have to disclose their trades every single quarter. Now, we have Amazon pulled up here, and we have the activity history of Amazon. The top part of this, all the ones that are in green, these are all the purchases of Amazon. 15 different super investors buying the company. And then we have a handful that have actually reduced their position in Amazon as well. Some of them that have sold their entire position. So of course there's some trading and I wanna go through and just do a quick comparison of the buys versus the sells. What I did was I added up the percentage of portfolio of all of the buys. That percentage in total of all of these buys put together is 23.4%. So in aggregate, super investors added on 23.4% to their portfolio of these 15 different investors. So it's not like a massive change for any one of them. There's a couple that bought a lot. We have Chase Coleman here with Tiger Global. He bought a lot of, of Amazon last quarter. And then there's Alterac Partners at 6%. They both purchased a decent amount. These are pretty dramatic portfolio changes, especially with these sizes of portfolios. Some of them increase their position size by 70%, 200%, 300%, even 1,000% position increases. So some pretty big position increases. But then we also have the people that sold out. Remember, all the buys added up to 23.4%. The sells add up to 5.67%. That's how much they reduce their position in aggregate. So overall, far more buying of Amazon by super investors than selling. And this again is the most purchased stock of any stock in the entire market for these type of investors. Now, when I try to speculate of why super investors are doing this, I think we can look at a couple different things here. And I'll pull up Amazon on Qualtrim. This is available to all Patreon members. You can join and try it out for free. There's a link in the pinned comment below. Let's go ahead and take a look at Amazon here. 
if we zoom in on this, I can look at the price of Amazon over the past five years. And this should paint a pretty clear picture of what's been going on with this stock. In 2018, it was trading around $100 per share. Then in 2019, then in 2020, the stock rocketed up, did really well. It was up to $180 per share. And now Amazon has traded back down below where it was in 2018. It's literally below where it was all the way back in 2018, five years ago. Amazon has been on a journey. The stock has gone way up. It stayed there for a while and it's gone way down. And the stock is down substantially over the past couple of years, down 40%. So right away, when I'm trying to look at why these investors would be interested in this company now, the first thing that I'll say is that for the majority of investors, the majority of retail investors, sentiment follows price. And this is such an accurate statement. Sentiment really does follow price. I've seen this in myself and I see it in so many other investors. If I have a stock that I've been buying into, I'm very happy about it, I feel good about it, and then the price comes down and it just starts going down as there's some potential issue, you just have that feeling of, am I doing something right? Did I make a wrong decision? Did I get this one wrong? Am I really a dummy because the price went down after I purchased it? It gives you such a depressing feeling when the stock price goes down. And you can feel sentiment getting lower with the price. We could see that happening with Amazon. The stock price went down so much over the past couple of years. And instantly you have people giving up on Amazon, saying the company's no good. There's all these other better companies. Why would you invest in Amazon? Lots of people sitting on the sidelines saying Amazon's a bad company and only dummies would invest in this company. Well, my first observation here is that super investors have a lot better control over their emotions. They do not let price dictate sentiment. And at least if they've done investing for a long period of time, they're used to these ebbs and flows in price. They're used to the volatility. They've been through it before. If they're looking at what investors should be doing, they should become more greedy as others become fearful. They should let the fundamentals dictate sentiment, not the price dictate sentiment. And as Amazon has returned back to where it was in 2018 in price, I can see a lot of super investors saying, now's the time. Now's the time to make a bet on Amazon. Today, Amazon trades at $93 per share. So the stock price is lower than where it was in 2018, even up to five years ago. Let's go ahead and take a look at the fundamentals and see what's happened over the past five years. The first thing that I'd say is the growth of the company. The growth of the company over the past five years has been incredible, astronomical. This was 2018. It did $232 billion in revenue, 232. Fast forward five years, and last year in 2022, it did 513 billion, over half a trillion dollars in revenue. It's over doubled its revenue from 2018. Now we look at the other metrics and all of them are, are climbing over time, except for one concerning one, which is the most important one, which is free cash flow. And this is what I think is the primary reason the Amazon stock price has gone down so much over the past couple of years. The free cash flow of Amazon has tanked in 2021 and 2022, going completely negative. Back in 2018, they were doing $17 billion in free cash flow. And up until that point, the free cash flows were going up steadily. So this painted a very positive picture for Amazon. The free cash flow is climbing year after year after year, the outlook looking really good, the revenue growing, and the stock price followed. 
From 2018 to 2020, we can see what happened with the stock price. It went up almost double from $100 per share to $180 per share. So Amazon stock climbed up like crazy with the increase in their free cash flow. Now we go back to the free cash flow here and just with the free cash flow going down, same with the stock price. So right here, I see the stock price following the free cash flow metric. Free cash flow goes up, the stock price follows. Free cash flow goes down, the stock price follows. Investors are losing faith in Amazon because the free cash flow has gone negative for two years in a row as expenses have grown for the company. Now, importantly, free cash flow is the operating income minus the capital expenditures of the company. Capital expenditures are like buying hard goods, trucks and warehouses, shipping equipment, logistics, that type of thing. So when you think about this, the major drag on free cash flow, the thing causing Amazon to not have free cash flow is not a lack of operating income. Amazon has a lot of operating income, but rather it's the explosion in capital expenditures. If it's operating income minus CapEx, that CapEx is being subtracted out and it's causing the free cash flow to go down. We can clearly see this in their expenses. I bring up the expenses chart here and we can see Amazon's CapEx over time. Isn't it weird? We have 20 years of data here and for the most part, the CapEx is like basically flat and then it starts to trend up at a nice healthy pace trending up ever so slightly year over year, growing 20, 30% per year. Then we get to 2020 and the CapEx doubles. It doubles the entire history of the company in a single year. Then 2021, and it goes up almost double again, up to $60 billion. And it's the same for 2022. The reason that Amazon's CapEx has gone up so rapidly is because of the expansion of their fulfillment centers. Their fulfillment centers almost follow the exact same cadence and pace of this capital expenditures. It's almost a one-to-one. -one. Even to prove this point further of how much their CapEx is tied to opening up new warehouses, we can look at this chart here where they did analysis, third-party analysis on how many warehouses Amazon has opened per year. These are new warehouses. We see right here that Amazon during the late 1990s to the early 2000s, they're opening up anywhere from like one to five per year. Most years it was just one. Well, what do you know? We zoom into that time period and the CapEx is literally like nothing. There's almost nothing, just a couple million dollars during that time period. So little amounts of new warehouses equals little amounts of CapEx. We go to the 2000s up until 2010. Again, not much there, just a couple warehouses per year, maybe four or five. We go back to the CapEx, and again, not much there. Couple million dollars in CapEx per year, and it starts to take off around 2012. Now, if we go back to this timeline of them opening up new warehouses, we can see when it started to accelerate. Around 2012 and 2013 is when they really started to bump up the numbers. And then another big bump up in 2015 from 2014. So if we go back to this here and we look at the actual data, it started to accelerate right around here. And that's exactly what you see in the CapEx chart. What happened in 2020? The amount of warehouses they opened over tripled from the previous year. So in 2019, they opened up 87 new warehouses. In 2020, they opened up 299. Pretty massive step from this to this. And you can see that again very clearly in the data. From 2019 to 2020, the amount of CapEx doubled. And then as they opened up more warehouses, 
to fulfill their demand, it went up even further. So to break this down and put it simply, the amount of CapEx that Amazon spends is directly linked. It's directly correlated with the amount of fulfillment centers they open every single year. The more fulfillment centers and storage centers that they opened, the more CapEx they have to spend. Pretty simple formula, nothing complicated about that, right? That makes perfect sense. Now, this is where it gets to a string of a domino effect. We know that the Amazon stock price follows the free cash flow. As free cash flows went up from 2017 to 2020, the stock price went up. That was a consequence. Free cash flows went up, stock price went up. Free cash flows went down, stock price went down. So we have a direct link between the free cash flows and the stock price. But then we also have the next domino, which is the free cash flows are heavily dictated by the CapEx spend. The higher the CapEx spend, the lower the free cash flow. Because remember, free cash flow is operating income minus CapEx. So if you're not minusing out, you're not subtracting $60 billion in CapEx, then obviously the free cash flow can grow a little bit. So that's the domino of Amazon. The stock price is linked to free cash flow and the free cash flow is linked to the CapEx spend. And if the CapEx spend goes down year over year, the free cash flow will go up year over year, which will cause the stock price to presumably go up. So I think that the super investors are looking at this domino, looking at the fact that Amazon is unlikely to have to spend as much money on CapEx in the coming five years as they have recently. And as the CapEx spend goes down, they probably think that the free cash flow will recover. It'll go back to the positive and it will probably exceed the level that it's been at previously. In my opinion, I think the free cash flow of Amazon could hit numbers of 70 to $80 billion in just the next couple of years. I don't know for sure, but that's my assumption. So when I look at this, I thought it was very interesting looking at what they're buying and selling and looking at what they're doing with their money. I thought that was interesting to see. I just wanted to give an update with my quick take on it. I'm very bullish on Amazon as well. I'm invested in the company. I think it has a bright future and I've recently been buying it as well. We'll see how it goes. Either way, I'll track the progress and the results of it, but there's a quick update for you.